Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday, January 10th High Stakes Podcast. You got the whole band here, Greg, Derek, and Tom. Ready to talk some football, baseball, and everything else. So, let's get right to it. How you guys doing? Derek, how's everything up in Minnesota? Sunshine, 40 degrees. We're living, aren't we? Not sunny today, but we still got the 40 degrees for one more yeah. day. It's uh, heading heading south tomorrow, so I'm going to get out and take the dog for a nice long walk one last time today and uh, hunker down for a week again. Yeah, I got to love it. Tom, it's hot. It's baseball weather, isn't it? Yeah, good one. Uh, no, it's still football weather. It's okay. Look, we have this is we cannot allow ourselves to look outside and go, "Hey, it's forty. That's good." No, forty fucking sucks. So it's not just because it's not fifteen below. Yeah, okay, but forty still fucking sucks. It's winter. Forty's fine, so we're good with it. Some of the snow is uh, melting out here. Going to get a little snow tomorrow. Warm weather. And then the, another Arctic blast on the weekend. Hope it's w- nice where you all are right now. Let's talk about some things happening in the NFFC and NFBC. Again, NFBC, guys, we had another look at the fab that's going to be rolled out here pretty soon. We're going to invite some guys to test it in the next couple of weeks as well. going to do a video on it. Derek, you've been involved with the NFBC fab before with stats, so it's good to get your opinion on this. Again, gave it a good test run. Looking good, isn't it? Yep, functionality is exactly how we need it. We did, uh, you know, a bunch of bids on different guys, tied bids, yep. made sure that works. Uh, the key is the key is like the timing when you're in there and you're doing fab and you the conditional bidding. That's that's the key. Uh, you know, you have a you bid in on your first guy, catcher Matt Weeders or something like that, eight bucks. You throw in a conditional bid for Mitch Garver or somebody like that, two bucks. Um, now, if you you need to make sure you get a catcher, so the next the next however many clicks you do on the next conditions, it will go to that default of two dollars until you change it. So if you have a bunch of guys you want at two, then if you got a bunch of guys you want at one, boom, you you click the one, you go down, the rest will filter at one, and then if you go back up to the top, you know you say, oh, that first guy maybe I, first condition I want at three bucks, you change that, and it. it does that for you and keeps everything else the same. There's the time saver. That's for the guys that have 30, 40 teams that uh, worried about their time. That that probably just knock that process right there knocks off 15, 20 minutes in a room. I'm not kidding. Yeah. So if you have enough, yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. And then we also had a watch list that we saw there too, Derek. Right? Uh, you like that? I like it. We used to have it on stats, but it didn't work the way it is working right now. Right, so the watch list, you, you could hit the eyeball in the old stats, right? But all that would do is it, your watch list would show up on your front team page in the, on the league page. So it didn't really do you any good. Now what happens is across all your teams, now this isn't just uh, team by team. So let's say you have 10 teams. You create a watch list of certain guys. 
that uh, filters across all your teams. So when, it, when any league or team you go into, you will see that watch list there. If you really keep up on your watch list, and that's what you're going to do, you know, to use for your fab pickups, right. uh, that simplifies things even more. Because say you have tw- 20 guys on your on your watch list, uh, you go into the free agency po- uh, tab. Those 20 guys are sitting right there. Nobody else is. That really, really will simplify the process as well. Absolutely, and if a minor leaguer gets called up during the week on Wednesday, put him on your watch list right away. Pop him right up there so that Sunday isn't so you know onerous. It's, it's not so hard. I, I just think that's the way to go during the week. You're popping players up into that watch list. You're going to see that on the new NFBC site. You're going to like that an awful lot. All right, Tom, let's talk about one other thing here. We don't have one-round one auto yet for the slow drafts in baseball. We know that. We said they were going to get them up this week. We hope to get it up. We've tested it through. We just got to push it to the site, make sure it doesn't disrupt the drafts that are going on right now and everything else. But we hear you. We know it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly something that uh, we need to get up there. We will get it up there. and uh, But right now, the, the, the focal point here, I think drafts are going smoothly. We're selling out leagues. Just sold out another league a few minutes ago before we started the podcast. Drafts are going well. People are having fun. We will certainly get that one-round auto in there so that they become more fun. But uh, we understand its importance. We're not behind the curve on this. We get it. It'll get done. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Getting done as well. I'm in charge of the Las Vegas hotels, and i got to tell you, we're getting it done. Uh, These hotels don't like to piecemeal that space out until 60 days out from your event, so they're holding out, hoping that Microsoft comes in and takes every inch of the Bellagio, Aria, and everything else. And they've done it before. We've seen it. We were there in the summer when Nissan took everything at the Bellagio and the pool area. They brought people down for the pool, cleared out the pool. They said, sorry, guests, we're taking this space too. So that's what they're trying to do in March. I have good knowledge that they're not going to be able to do that, and we should be able to get this contract done pretty soon. So I can just tell you, we're talking with the Bellagio, we're talking with the Aria. Those are the two spots we want to have the hotel, one hotel for both weekends and everything in between. So hang tight. We're moving forward. We're getting close. We're not 60 days out yet, but we will be in about four days. So hang tight, and I promise you we're going to be on the best part of the strip at one of the best hotels we can host them at. So hang tight there. All right, the ADPs are working good. In fact, we've got them on the sites right now at USA Today. We've got it on uh, Roto World is getting it locked in. Uh, Masters Ball's got it. Creative Sports has it. We created a public link, in fact, that makes it so easy for people to just click on those sites, come right to our ADPs, filter that calendar, do what you want. We are going to have the whole industry coming on over to our ADPs and checking it out. Uh, We know it's the gold standard. We want it out there, so look for that very soon as well. All right. One other thing, talking about ADPs and, and our contest, guys, I just put a post up on the NFFC message boards talking about if 35 rounds is the right number for our draft champions leagues. Now, we know in the MFL 10s, they go 20 rounds. We did our 25s, and we went 30 rounds. And there's been discussion that maybe 30 rounds is enough for a 12-team contest. That's 360 players. We go 300, or we go 420 in our draft champions NFFC. So I looked at the ADPs to see if anybody was drafted after pick number 360 to see if we should continue going. I'm going to give you some names here, guys, all right? You tell me if we should keep it at 35 or not. (laughs) So our old Brett Hundley went at 397. Jacoby Brissett went at 396. 
Burton went at 385. Alex Collins at 477. Case Keenum at 511. Uh, Tyler Croft was at 518. Nick Foles at 470. Austin Ekelar at 486. Now, 486 means he's not being drafted in every draft champions, but 29 draft champions is still a pretty good number. So it's never surprising that we see these guys at this area, but Derek, I'll go to you first. What do you think? Do you think that it's good to be drafting 35 rounds and to make sure that we're getting some of these guys that are sleepers, if you will? Well, I think just based on that list, you got to keep it that big. I mean, to me, I yeah. like drafting the 35. I like having the extra kicker if I need it, extra, you know, extra fourth, fifth, sixth quarterback if I need it. You just yeah. never know. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a brutal game out there, man. Guys getting hurt every play. To me, a 35 is, uh, I wouldn't even... I don't think you can go down. I, I wouldn't even mind extending it around. But uh, to me, just based on that list, no way do you go down. Yeah, you know, Tom, we remember when we first did our draft champions of baseball, and Sean helped us uh, put it together, Sean Childs, uh, K.J. Duke, and others. And we ended that 45 rounds. And I remember Sean calling me and saying, it's not deep enough. I mean, I lost all my ki- uh, catchers. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's 15 teams, 45 rounds? He said, no, we got to go 50. And 50 has turned out to be the right number. Now, I think 35 is pretty interesting. Rod Smith at 429. Peyton Barber, 446. Trey Trey Burton at 385. All those guys became scoring in D.C. So, what's your thoughts? No, I agree with Derek. I think the the argument we're hearing against it is, from from some of our top D.C. players, they would do more D.C.s if it was 30 rounds because they don't want that additional time for the last five rounds in a slow draft. Okay, I get that. But, like Derek says, now you're missing out on these guys who could become valuable players. So is it is it better to have more leagues or is it better to have the opportunity for more players to be impactful on your team during the season? I think that's kind of the, the nut of this whole thing. So from a business perspective, sure, we'd love everybody to play, sign up for more leagues and all that, but... Then you get to the week, you know, 15 and 16, and all of a sudden you got all these guys who are becoming fantasy impact players sitting on waiver wires in DCs because right. we knocked five rounds off. I think for the good of the game, it has to be 35 rounds. I totally get it why people want 30, but I think for the for the considering the nature of the game, you've got and the length of the season, you've got to have 35. Yeah, and I think from a business side, we have to find ways to make it easier to draft those last five players, if you will. And that's what we're doing with the MFL 10s. We are going to be adding multi-round queues. In fact, we hope to have a queue in every round. So if you're getting ready for those last five rounds, load up round 31 with players. Load up round 32, if you will. So that's our job. We also think with the four-hour clock, we're seeing it in baseball. They're going faster. That'll happen in football. The eight-hour clock will be gone. We're going to have the four-hour clock with multi-round queue. We don't even need to have an eight-hour pause at night. I think we can make that shorter. So we'll look into that. Don't worry about that. We're going to make it easier for you, and we're telling you that right now. But I do think we will keep this at 35 rounds after looking at this research. But we'll see what everybody says on this uh, thread. All right, tonight, Tom, on our SiriusXM show, our show is from 10 to midnight Eastern. We're going to have two hours of a lot of fun, and we've got Nicholas Izzo coming on. He was the NFFC Cutline champion, and if everybody remembers, he won it on that last play of the season, Philadelphia taking it to the house, scoring six points, and vaulting him from second to first and winning $60,000. So this ought to be a good discussion, huh, Tom? Yeah, I mean, the, the nature of how it happened, sure, last second touchdowns and things, that can happen, but how this happened, of course, the, the, the Raiders 
throwing laterals all over the field and because they were trailing and the Eagles picking it up and running it in, inconsequential to the outcome of the game, of course, because the Eagles had already clinched the game long before. I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like it, and, and to have it happen, crushing to the person who didn't win the cut line, but for Nick, a hell of a way to take $60,000 down. Yeah, over that last 20 seconds, as we said, a guy went from third, or from first to third. Yep. So it vaulted a first, second, and third payout. So very, very interesting there. All right, we'll talk a little bit about the postseason contest here today and tomorrow. But, Tom, real quickly, Packer moves. Let's talk a little bit about it. We just lost Elliot Wolf going to Cleveland. Got a new defensive coordinator. This is almost as much as the playoffs, all this offseason move. Well, not really, Derek. You're having more fun with that. But, uh, <laughs> man, what some turnover in Green Bay. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting next Monday when both the Packers and Vikings are in off-season mode together after the Vikings lose their game this week. But from the, from the Packers' perspective, yeah, I mean, I like Mike Pettin. He was my third choice out of Fangio yeah. and Gus Bradley, but those two guys stayed put, so that made Pettin the number one guy. I like it. I think it's a good move. The key, though, is you can have the best defensive coordinator in the world. If you don't have the talent, it ain't going to matter. So it's up to the new GM to go out there and get the talent for Mike Pettin to make this defensive scheme work. But in terms of what he brings, potentially, I think it's a, it's a plus for the team. Yeah, he brings pressure defense. I don't see the personnel we have on that side of the ball no. doing that, but uh, it's it's wild. I mean, this whole transformation from a team that, I mean, was 4-1 and one and looking very, very good in a weak NFC uh, to all of a sudden, Anthony Barr, of course, helped with that, but uh, we won't get into that. But uh, No, but I mean, to see the Packers just implode the way they have right now as an organization. But I think it's for the better. I really do yep. think it's for the better. I mean, Ted Thompson, you know, I was reading about, he didn't even talk to the press since August. No. I mean, he didn't even address any of the moves, the injuries, nothing. How does no. he get away with that? I'm pretty sure Mike McCarthy wasn't thrilled about it because he's forced now to answer yeah. personnel questions. Like, if you remember the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and how come you're not citing Kaepernick, well, that's a Ted Thompson question. Yeah. That's not from Mike McCarthy, but he had to sit up there and answer it because Thompson wouldn't do press con. Yeah, it was gutless and cowardly, and I'm glad he's gone. All right, Derek, let's talk some football here real quickly. We'll just talk about the games uh, and what you're hearing up in Minnesota. So what's the feeling up there in Minnesota now? It's warm. You guys are too... Wins away from the Super Bowl? What's the talk? Come on. Yeah, good one. It's it's a, it's sheer excitement up here, to tell you the truth. I yeah. mean, everybody's pumped. I mean, it's been a long time since we've been in a position like this. It's been since 2009. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of the same feel as a fan. I mean, the 2019, very explosive, led by Favre, Sidney Rice, AP, all those guys. Um, but at that same, you know, we are the two seed that year as well. Um, and Dallas was kind of the chic team, much like New Orleans is now coming off a, a win in the first round. Everybody thinks they're getting really hot. Tony Romo looking great. And uh, they came in there and we just overwhelmed them. I mean, it was, I think it was 20 to 3, the final score. I mean, it was so loud in there. Dallas couldn't, Dallas couldn't move the ball. Um, and, yeah. and at that point, we had a solid defense, but that was an offensive team where we'd get out ahead. And the defense could kind of pin their ears back and go get QBs. This year, a little bit different. Uh, the defense is the is the the better side of the ball at this point. But at the same time, uh, the offense can get enough done. And uh, you know, again, everyone's just excited up here. And it, we kind of feel we, we owe these guys right from the 2009 championship yeah. game. So this is kind of we've actually they kind of started. A, a, we could do a, a I guess a revenge tour here with uh, if we t you know we can get uh, New Orleans now, and if things hold the way everyone thinks, we could get Atlanta in the title game at home and uh, avenge 
avenge the 98 NFC title game loss <laughs> and then possibly take on the Steelers, who we lost the Super Bowl to in, I think, 1974, a little bit before my time. But uh, that's that's a general consensus up here. Everyone's pretty confident. I mean, uh, you know, the, if the defense plays the way they've played and the offense scores points and we don't turn the ball over, honestly, I can't see New Orleans beating us. So you're killing three ghosts yep. with one tournament win here, huh? So you're bringing back Favre, obviously. You're bringing back Gary Anderson, huh? Carl Eller, I suppose, is coming as well. I mean, come on. That's hitting all three periods. I remember them all. But, uh, yeah, the Favre one, I mean, that's uh, New Orleans is the one that ended that. And that was a hell of a game, though. It really wasn't. Favre played great except for one bad throw. But, uh, all right, Tom, uh, Philadelphia is saying that they are being slighted here. What do you think? Well, yeah, their quarterback sucks. Um, <laughs> they had a great one, and now they got a shitty one. So, yeah, they're, they're they're getting what they deserve. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Their defense is pretty solid, but they've got offensive problems. I mean, they couldn't score a single point against the Cowboys in Week 17. Atlanta looked great last week. They obviously have experience, clearly. Uh, they have a potent offense. If they can score some points, can Nick Foles do enough offensively to, to keep up with Matt Ryan and that offense? That's the question. I don't think they can. I think the Falcons win. I'm looking forward to that Falcons-New Orleans game for the NFC title because that's going to be great. You're going to have two great quarterbacks going at it. So whoever gets to the Super Bowl will be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. We'll talk tomorrow about the matchups in the AFC. I mean, I think Pittsburgh and New England are heavy favorites. We'll talk about our postseason rosters and such like that. Let's end it here though, real quickly with... Since Monday, we've had the John Gruden press conference. We've got the Bears now hiring, you know, a, a new head coach. So, you know what? This offseason could be almost as good as it gets. I mean, really, there's just so much going on in the NFL right now. It's been a rough season for fantasy owners. I think it's been a rough season for the NFL. Uh, ratings down and such like that. But if we can finish with a good playoffs, we got a huge, good draft coming. we got a couple of quarterbacks and stuff. I'm excited. I really am. I mean, uh, Derek, I mean, in the Oakland, they have huge excitement. And Derek Carr was terrible last year. The whole offense was bad, disappointing. But, I mean, Gruden brings new life there, doesn't he? He might. I'm, I'm still not sold that uh, he's a, per, a great hire at this point. I, I, he's been in the booth, what, nine or ten years? Nine years, and yeah. I, I've heard him say some shit on the air that just makes me go, what the hell is he talking about? But uh, he obviously he knows more football. He's forgot more football than I've ever known. But I don't know that that necessarily – I guess it probably helps Carr being that he's the, the quarterback whisperer, right? So it probably can't hurt because Carr could not be any worse than he was the last two months of the season. Yep. He was absolutely putrid. Killed fantasy teams, killed the Raiders. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they ha obviously have excitement. It's a name. He's been there before. So uh, good for them. Uh, I still don't look at them as a as a contending team next year whatsoever. Uh, things change in a hurry, though. We've seen that. So Absolutely. We'll, we'll yep, see. That, that was going to be my point was things change so quickly. Uh, I don't expect the Packers to be the number one defense, but i got to believe a change is happening there, like Tom said, with personnel. And I think Oakland's going to be the same way. I think he's going to bring in his type of guys, and they're going to put up. But uh, – We'll see. So, what do you think, Tom? Pretty exciting off season, or good to get the football season over with on to baseball? 
Oh, God, no, I love football. So, I mean, I'm looking forward. I mean, we're going to probably have Roethlisberger versus Brady in the AFC title game, Breeze versus Ryan. Yeah. These are exciting yeah. matchups. These are the matchups you want to have. These great players, these great teams get rid of the pretenders who think they're good and they get knocked out in the divisional round. So, I'm looking forward to it. I get no reaction from Derek on this, but I'm looking forward to it. I do think we're going to have some good games this weekend. I'm really looking. We can talk more about it. I'm looking forward to that Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game a lot. Because that's the classic offensive versus defensive matchup. So, but I think we got a chance here to have a really good run to the Super Bowl. All right, Derek, you've taken these insults very good. I'll give you the last parting <laughs> shot here. You know what? I think I'll let the uh, the purple do the talking come Sunday. That's all I really need to say. All right, should be good. Everybody, tune in. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to break this down on the postseason contest. Look at the percent owns. See where the value plays here in the second round. Critical, critical time for NFFCP owners in the postseason contest. You want two guys that are four times and three times in the Super Bowl. So your additions this week are critical to winning that $100,000 grand prize. We'll help you tomorrow on the podcast. But in the meantime, enjoy. Listen to us tonight on Sirius XM, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 